call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of grease in my hand. Dig me tripping up and back down to buy you. I'm the last of the best, they call me the Greedy Man. Hello. Got many clients. Hello, 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 hello. Motherfucker. Down my prescription. Yeah. I got hey. Welcome to the Poe Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Jody B. That motherfucker. What's up, y'all? So, I'm be honest with you. I didn't get a whole, whole lot of time this week. Um, turns out I took a vacation and I got a nice long week of sitting around the house with my baby and my mama and it's just, it's been wonderful. I think it's part of the reason that, uh, you have to take vacation because you kind of forget, you lose sight of what's important and what you really enjoy. And I really enjoy sitting around my motherfucking house, not doing shit, but playing with this baby and talking shit to my mama. That's my favorite. So I've been doing that for about a week now. It's been really, really therapeutic. But anyway, um, today I have my brother-in-law, Matthew, Mattress, Nunky. He's, uh... He's a good kid, man. And, uh, you know, it's, I met him when he was, I guess, 16 or so. was when me and his sister started. Me and his sister. His sister and I, stupid grammar motherfucker, started seeing each other. And I've kind of watched him grow into a man. And uh, it, he's, he's doing very well, you know, all things considered. I think he still has a hunger and a drive. And he's a aspiring film student producer he's one of these guys like me and like probably most of my fucking my people that uh you know when you're a kid you just watch movies over and over and over and over and over again and you get that memory bank of funny quotes and shit it's like the original meme generator you know like you just in your head you, you oh yeah this thing that thing but uh we had a good time you know he's a, a few years younger than me i think about six years so it's neat to uh, to hear his perspective. I don't usually have a, a good time talking to much younger people, but I can appreciate his opinion and his outlook because he's growing up in this new world. So I uh, I'm I'm happy for him. I love him to death, and I hope that the future is bright for this boy because I think that he definitely has the the heart, and from all indication, he has the drive. So hey, we'll see what happens. But I'm not going to talk your head off. I'm going to get on into it. Now, guys, I need you to understand something. <laughs> this was my first attempt at recording in what I like to call Pull Boy Studios, which is my office. It's a 10 by 10 room with nothing on the walls, so it's very bouncy and it's very goddamn noisy in here. And I wasn't sure how we were going to go about recording, so he actually brought a Blue Yeti microphone that he had used for some previous uh, recording stuff. And the sound is 
you can hear us. <laughs> it's it's a little, you know, if anybody who's fucked with podcasting knows, condenser mics are very sensitive. So they pick up every little noise. And what we did is we put it on a table between the two of us and sat and spoke into the microphone. So it's 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 kind of loud. I think the conversation is good enough um, that goddamn people throwing shit around in here. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's just sorry. It's sensitive and it's a little loud. And I have a nervous tick. Sometimes when I'm talking, I bounce my leg. You know. And I bumped the table about 47 times throughout the whole thing. So in the background, you'll hear this awesome noise that sounds like a dinosaur stomping on like Jurassic Park. That's just me bumping the goddamn table with my leg. And I tried to cut out as many of them as I could. But uh, just know, for as many that are left in here, there was probably twice as many. <laughs> so appreciate that shit. I worked hard, goddammit. But we're going to get on into it, you motherfuckers. I uh, I will catch you after the show, and then we'll talk about some mo shit. Make some sense of the world and get some shout outs. You got love trouble, you got a bad woman you can't control, I got just the thing for you. Something called controlling all some get-together drops. Today is my first in-studio guest here at the Po' Boys studio, which is the first. You're the first in get Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Breaking the cherry. I know. And, uh... There's more pressure than I thought it'd be. Well... Don't know if I can handle. Don't know if I can hang, bro. I'm not real sure what's going to happen actually having to talk to somebody because normally you just listen and you can play with your phone and fuck around, but you're going to be here staring at me. I don't know how well that's going to work. <laughs> Watching underwater fail army videos. People that don't know how to drive sea dews apparently. They're going to run into other sea dews and just mess up somebody's day or their own. So... Are they like the full-blown jet skis or like the ones you stand up on? Like Not the... Because there's like ones that you, it's like you the grab one, and hold and It's ride. like the wave racers, you know, like the old Nintendo 64 game. Like those types of ones. So like a bomb, bombard, bombardier, I think that's... Yeah. Uh, bombardier is French. Everybody, this is my brother-in-law. This is Matt. Matthew. Mattress. Nonky. He goes by many names. He's a... An aspiring film, can I call you a film major, producer? What's your... I just put me down as a filmmaker. Filmmaker. I like it. Been Great. working on some stuff recently, so it's giving me some, uh... actually giving me some more, like, um... I guess confidence to say that. Like, not just, like, a person that went to film school and graduated, and it's just like, oh, you know, it's my passion. <laughs> not really doing anything at the moment. But it's actually been, that's actually been changing. There's been more stuff going on now. So you went to school in Louisiana, way down south. Way down there with the Cajuns, man. He's at Rage on Cajun, University of Louisiana, Lafayette. Now, did you go there because there was a film program? Was that what actually got you to go down there? Went down there originally for uh, for computer science to do video games. So I really kind of moved from one like nerdy area into another one, but the other one, this one's a bit more... It's a little bit more pretentious, pretentious nature, I guess. 
But I, I went down there originally for computer science to do video games, but at a certain point I was like, computers just aren't really my thing. It is a lot tougher. Like, even the games now, the way that I haven't even got an Xbox One yet. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to get one either. If I, it's, we were thinking about getting one for Christmas, but it's become this thing where I really want one, but I can't justify it. Like, I, I don't play I, games anymore. <laughs> you need to, like, if you're going to do anything, get a PS4, because I'll borrow a game or I'll get a new game. And I've got two new games right now that one of them borrowed from a friend called Horizon. It's the greatest thing ever. It's like Jurassic Park with machines, except you're hunting with a bow and arrow and you're shooting machine dinosaurs. So it's like Turok, kind of. Did you ever play that on this Note 64? I know what it is. It's a little remember, before your time. When, I remember when they brought back. <laughs> I remember when they remade it for the 360. They made a new Turok game. Yo, this is going to make you sick. This boy. He's a youngin'. So we talk about things like Nintendo 64 and shit like that. Now, I know you've probably played GoldenEye and shit like that. Oh, I have GoldenEye. Yeah. But I have that. Some of those games slipped by the wayside. Like, I think... I had a PlayStation 1, like, when I was a kid, and I remember one of the first games I ever played was Street Fighter the Game. The movie The Game. The movie The Game. The movie The Game. (laughs) And if you'd ever played that, it was fucking terrible. The controls were all different, and have you, you know what I'm talking about? Like, have you seen that game? I know the Street Fighter series, and I know there was a movie. I didn't know that they would actually make a game off the movie that seems redundant. So, if you get a chance, it's... They made Street Fighter the movie because you know it was popular. They did Mortal Kombat. The first one wasn't bad. The second one was kind of stupid. Second one was dumb. But I mean, it's kind of a crazy. The whole thing is nuts. Like it would be a movie that had to be made now because of the visual effects of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just one of those crazy off the wall video games that you really would have a hard time doing. It worked best when it was that mini series that they did. Was it animated or was it? No, it was live action, but it was like. It was more cheaply produced, but that was the the format, the web series format allowed for it to be more, um, like it allowed to get away with that. Like if you saw that on the big screen, you'd be like, "What the fuck is this? I paid money for this," but you see it online, and it's like these guys just made it for fun. It's amazing because they actually get the story right and they make the characters interesting, or at least as cool as the video game. See, and they picked a shit cast for that movie. That was the problem. They had fucking. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was the star power. He played Guile. Yeah. The guy who played Bison is good, though. Raul Julia, the motherfucker that played Gomez Adams. He's basically like a... I think that was like his posthumous performance or something. He actually did amazing in that. I did a uh, a report about him uh, in high school in my Spanish class. Really? Yeah. I had to do like a full... It was a Spanish-American, you know, actor or person. What's the word? Celebrity, I guess. You can yeah. do anything. You can do soccer player. You could do, and I really like movies, so I yeah. picked him. And it was funny because he had the same thing kind of that Jim Varney had, in a sense. Like he was a classically trained actor. He did film. He did uh, fucking plays. He did. He was a very respectable play actor. Yeah. Then he got Gomez Adams. He did that twice, and that's like all he fucking did. Like, he couldn't do anything else. Jim Varney did the same shit. That motherfucker was real big into Broadway. Like, I don't know about Broadway plays. He might have done it. I could look the shit up. Remind me, Jim Varney is... The, Ernest. Is the, Ernest from... Or wait. Like, Ernest, Ernest? You know? Uh, oh, from the Ernest. Uh, yeah. yeah, fucking Ernest. And, um, Ernest goes to jail or something like that. Right. 
And he made more money doing that <laughs> than he did uh, fucking anything else. And then nobody cast him as anything else. Yeah. So he ended up like dying, never making any other like big film success except mm-hmm. for Ernest. He was the dog in Toy Story. And he was Jed Clampett on the Beverly Hillbillies. Okay. But they, that's, they still have Slinky on Toy Story. So does he still do that or did? Is he dead? Yeah, I think he died somewhere around the second movie. Hmm. So they either got somebody to do the third one. I could be talking out of my ass on that one. I don't know when he died, but it, I know that he never got like another big role. He was the bad guy, I think, in the fucking Three Ninjas movie that had Hulk Hogan in it. I think he was the bad guy in that movie. See, these are all 90s movies. I don't even know if you've seen fucking Three Ninjas. You ever see that shit? There's a channel that I subscribe to on YouTube where there's this guy named, uh, he's called The Nostalgia Critic. Whenever there's these movies that like, these really bad movies, these really old movies that need to be, that just get, that are easily critiquable. Yeah. I remember that one. It was like Three Ninjas. It was like a weird mixture of like Home Alone and... It's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's it's a pretty good movie. I just remember the whole like, if I'm thinking of the same one, it's like, Brothers Don't Surf. Am I thinking of the right movie or is that... No, um, there was Surf Ninjas. Surf Ninjas. That was a terrible movie. That had Rob Schneider in it. <laughs> and uh, this one kid, like... I'm trying to remember what happened. It was so 90s. There was a little chubby Asian kid that had a Sega Genesis. No, a Sega Game Gear. You ever see one of those? The handheld Sega video game? Had a full cut. They were badass, man. But in the movie, he could control like what he was playing the situation like a video game. Like he would hold it and look at it and like whip ass and then that shit would happen in front of him. So that was crazy. No, Three Ninjas is like what you said. It's like Home Alone meets a ninja, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like if I had to call it anything, it's like kind of a weird premise with this weird, you know, karate bad guy who wants to take over some shit or do some shit. And then these three kids who the grandpa was, it was like the karate kid too. So like their old grandpa trained them how to do ninja shit out in the woods in the summertime. Yeah. So it's something to either the grandpa gets involved with the shit and gets kidnapped and they have to go rescue him or something like that. And then, yeah, all the, the debauchery that ensues, little kids kicking grown men in the dick. I, do, I think there around. was, I think someone made a video actually of like the fight scene where they were just like, all right, so we're going to find the moments when the granddad yeah. is actually in the shot. And then when it's a stunt double, <laughs> <laughs> the granddad was really fucking old too. And he wore like a windbreaker suit. Yeah. So he wasn't like Mr. Mr. Miyagi looked cool. He was yeah. in like a button up, you know, fucking throwing dudes around. This yeah. guy was putting on like a, like a ninja thing and like, <laughs> and he had like a, a cock eye. Like yeah. he was really fucked up. So it's like, there was a few of those movies from the 90s that were like set around that karate kid shit. Like, did you ever see Sidekicks with Chuck Norris? Never saw Sidekicks. Okay. So Sidekicks is basically this kid and this kid that was in it was actually a prominent 90s child star dude. I think he killed himself. Hmm. I think he killed himself. I'm pretty sure. He was a blonde headed kid. He was in... uh, he was in Sidekicks. He was in the movie Ladybugs with Rodney Dangerfield. He was in The NeverEnding Story, Part 2. Hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so no, he's in the movie and he has daydreams 
He's, it's really weird because, like, nowadays he'd probably be a crazy kid. Yeah. But he has, like, vivid daydreams of, like, Chuck Norris movies and he's in it. Yeah. Like, throughout the thing. And he's just, like, a wimpy kid. He gets picked on and then all of a sudden he runs into this teacher's fucking grandpa who owns a Chinese restaurant and then he teaches him how to do karate and then he goes against the main karate dude who is like an asshole and his dojo master's an asshole and then there's like the big karate showdown where the dojo master's there and then Chuck Norris shows up and it's it's pretty fucking goofy but uh it's like it's a thing that a lot of people tried to do because they were like well fuck it it works let's just uh let's keep (laughs) doing this shit just get us another old Chinese guy or Japanese Jonathan Brandis is the kid's name this dude oh yeah he was in the he was in the uh, 90's miniseries of It he He was he played uh, Billy it's funny because some of these movies are like treasures like that one is a lame fucking treasure really is and then there's other movies like what you were saying earlier I guess it's funny that people are redoing all these movies now. And it sucks because some of them, I think, need to be redone. They're just picking the wrong ones. Like, there's plenty of movies that sucked dick in the 90s that just the film wasn't... The capabilities to make it good weren't there yet. Yeah. And now would be a good time to do it. Like It. You know, I've heard people say that even some of the original production team of It was like, hey... You motherfuckers did what we wanted to do back then. It's just we didn't have the fucking capabilities yet. We yeah, can't see I, the big like, picture. Where I heard more about like what some of the production things behind the original nineties like nineties miniseries, they had a lot. They had a very different plan. They wanted like an eight hour special, like aired over maybe like kind of like roots, almost like a week. Like it would air that way, but it'd be like an eight hours. It'd be like an eight hour total project, and it'd be a lot more like kind of hardcore Stephen King, like horror wise. But ABC was like, eh, you know, no, we're not going to do that. No, I heard, I've never read the book. I've heard the book is pretty fucking crazy. No, like, the book is ridiculously. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just extremely dark. I haven't read something that dark in a while. It's like you couldn't fit it all into two hours. No, you there, couldn't. there's so many characters in there and just the, like the, the amount of time that each story covers in there. It's just too much. They have to, you have to like chop out a lot of it and squeeze it together. Yeah. I don't know. They're making a sequel, aren't they? Yeah. So the first one's made someone like made enough money that they were able to finally move forward with that. So did they do? I haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't care if you spoil it or not. I'm just asking a question. The original it is a very long movie because it played out the way it did. It was a TV thing where they did yeah. two parts. How long is it? The original? The it's two. a three hour total run because so, each one was about ninety minutes, and then they put it together. Okay. So the new it, how long is that? Two hours and ten minutes. Did they cover both chapters of that? No, only the kids section. Oh. Which is interesting because they they moved it up from the 50s into the 80s. So it's like summer of... It's like the summer of 88 and 89 is when the story is taking place. So the live action sequel is going to be present day. Yeah. So they're going to have... They're going to have like cell phones. Oh. Okay. Pennywise is just going to be sending them a bunch of, like, shit emojis or something. 
<laughs> he's going to send him a bunch of clown emojis. He's going to have to come through a phone. Yeah. That's going to have to happen at least some... Like, if you're going to put phones in it, you have to have some kind of a phone interaction. Like, you're going which, to. Which, if they're good writers and they know just, like, the spirit of Pennywise, like, they'll be able to do something pretty scary with that. That seems like a good... It seems like a really good yeah. opportunity. Or a VR goggles. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. Dude, have you played? I That's one of the only things. I got those goggles for Christmas last year. Yeah. And I really haven't fucked with it, but there was one thing on there that was clown-related, and it was creepy as fuck. Did you play that shit? No, man, I've barely done any VR. We'll have to get you get you a dose of that. I'll try that. <laughs> it's, it's nuts, man. Like, you feel weird as an adult playing with it because, like, here I am. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting in here half-lit, stone, you know, with fucking goggles on. Yeah. And all I need is Mandy to walk in here and grab me by the arm, and I'd probably shit my pants. Because <laughs> I remember at one point I was playing this game, and the... The premise of it was creepy. I remember that. So everything was dark and you put the headphones in. So everything's real somber and you know, you're standing there. Yeah. And the whole point is to make sure that you don't catch a glimpse of this ghost that apparently is like fucking hanging around in the game. And what it is, is like some other games with, uh, you know, looming background characters you'll walk through and because you sensory shit is going like you'll hear like a and you're like what the fuck was that you know and you'll hear a knock on the door over here and make you look over here but they want you to look over here because the monster just pops up over here like it sets traps so that when you look back like you just start to turn and the deal is you can't look at the monster or it fucking goes and jumps on your fucking face so, like, as you start to turn back, you just see, like, this shadow, this fucking big creepy thing standing there, and you're like, whoa, no, 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 I need to go this, I need to get to this door over here, and you fucking start moving away from it, and like I said, I remember at one point, it was right around Christmas, it was fucking, maybe it snowed, there was some reason that I was up way later than I should have been, and I'm just standing there with these goggles on, with my legs against the couch, like, looking around, and I'm like, all I need is her to walk in here right now and fucking touch me, and I'll have a heart attack right here in the fucking house. I haven't done any horror VR. I think I'd be a little bit, I'm too chicken to do it, but, like, I'll do all, like, the other types of stuff, like, once they said, like, once a friend showed me that there was a VR game where you can basically do, like, the, like, the laser blocking from Star Wars, like, the little training droids from Episode 4. It's like, oh, shit. Like, it would shoot at you, and you'd deflect it with, like, a lightsaber. That was enough for me. I was like... I haven't had anything with a controller yet. Like, I've only done... And some of them, the goggles have, like, a little clicker thing on the side. Yeah. It's where you can navigate. So, it makes it a little lame, because you gotta stand there and go... Yeah. If it's, like, the Oculus or something, it's got two controllers. If If they have it you know, controlled correctly, you should be able to move around. But there's a couple games where, like, jumping around, you have to, like, tell the game to do it. You have to, like, press a button, and it's like, okay, I want to go over there. And that takes it... That's kind of a weird thing to do. So, have you heard about these fucking video game warehouse things that they're working on now with the VR games? Is it, like, in my getting... Like, they're going to literally set up a warehouse and basically make it, like, a giant virtual reality field. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That's like some Rick and Morty shit right there. There's shit. I, I could be wrong. But I got time. I look at it. Right it doesn't here. sound ridiculous to me. It actually sounds like someone would be thinking of it here somewhere. VR warehouse game simulation. They're talking about how this shit will start to step the game up. 
uh, zero latency VR warehouse scale for your own multiplayer virtual reality. There you go. Zero latency.com. <laughs> so I think this is it. Maybe maybe this is a another thing. I don't know. Yeah, it says warehouse scale. Some ready player one shit right there. So this is the whole point is they're they're trying to make it to where they can scale a room enough. Now, that's the hard part. I don't know if they're all the way there yet. This may be a program or something. Yeah. So it says this is in Japan. It's getting a VR zombie shooting warehouse. So maybe it's... More like training facility, let's be completely honest. So this is the gear for it. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's awesome. You get head, goggles, a gun, you know, all this shit. And the part that they're working on is trying to map the floors. Because they said that's going to be the hardest part is to make stairs scale yeah. to where your fucking invisible feet monitor and say you don't trip and on your goddamn face. Like, that's going to be the hardest part. They said, but once they figure that out, all bets are closed. Because they said stairs will be the hardest part. <laughs> Everything else is flat. You know, they, they got Minecraft. They got kids now that can build just insane programs out of their brain just fucking around on a Tuesday. So the idea that if you could turn that into actually making something, that's got to be the next step. It's going to be giant Walmart-sized buildings with guns and shit. We had laser tag when I was a kid, and it was fun. Like, I don't know why it's not as popular as it was. There were a couple places here. Um, I never got to go to the big, big one. But just going to a small area and being able to run around and shoot people... It's awesome. It is awesome. They pump fog in there, so you're choking on fog machine gas the whole time, and it tastes like chalk dust, and there's black lights. It's amazing. I don't understand why it's not a more popular thing. got a thing. little bit of atmospheric music playing over it just to yes. set the mood. Yes. And well, the reason you got to use the fog is so you can see the lasers. Yeah. Because the lame ones didn't have that shit, and it was just kind of like... You would see them because it's dark, but like the good ones had extra fog rolling through that bitch, and you'd see yeah. that whole place lighting up like a Christmas tree. It was amazing. That's probably one of my favorite things from when I was a kid. Like that, that isn't a thing now around here. You know, they got rid of the dollar movie too. That blows. <laughs> we used to do that shit like every other weekend. Yeah, was my childhood was the one that was spent at the dollar movie. Man. That shit is gone. If you ever thought you missed something, you just check there, man. You'd always find that movie. 50 cents. Yeah, dude. 50 cent matinee. <laughs> on a Saturday sometimes. I think towards the end, they maybe started charging. Was it? Was it fifty on the weekends? They probably had to do something about it. I feel it. it was something. It was going down quick. But, dude, we used to go in there. We were so fucking poor that, like, some of these days when it was 100 degrees outside, we would just go there at noon Yeah, when it got real hot. And we will go pay for a movie. We will go in. And then after that shit was over, we would just walk into another theater and sit there and hang out. We would just watch movies all fucking day. Did that a lot. A lot. Theater hopping. Yes. Saw the half of so many movies. And sometimes we didn't have shit to do. Like I said, it was it was free air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you get the unlimited refill on your popcorn and your drink. So... Fuck it, man. As long as you weren't too obvious. There were two different little concession places you could go get refills. So, yeah. You planned your day out, right? You could watch two or three movies for $4. (laughs) Nice. 
That's the way summertime used to be. That shit was crazy. This city has changed a lot. No doubt. I was thinking about it the other day. There used to be a theater where the uh, the Barnes & Noble is. That was a theater. I saw a scary movie there when I was a kid. That used to be a theater? It was the Carmike Theater, I believe it was called. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like the Barnes & Noble and maybe the cell phone place. Like right there, that little strip side there in where Target is. In yeah. that little parking lot. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a theater huh. for a while. And I remember the first movie I can remember going to see there was Scary Movie. And my grandma had to come in and buy the ticket for me. And then, like, I had to sneak in to do the thing because you couldn't be under 18 and go see R-rated movies. Yeah. So it was one of those things where she had to come buy the ticket and then they let me in once I had the ticket. But still, like, Scary Movie was pretty pretty gnarly for, like, a 12-year-old kid. <laughs> it was crazy. I've actually never watched all of Scary Movie. All the way through. The first one? Never seen. I've actually never watched any of them. I've seen bits and pieces of Scary Movie 1, but never just sat down and watched the whole thing. I'll say this. The first two are actually the Wayans Brothers. Yeah. They're good movies. They hit a lot of the funny points, and I think they do a good job. After the second one is when it gets to be more of just like a spoof parody thing, and it's it's so, so, man. I think they could have done a lot better. But then they started really going for the cheap jokes. Yeah. <laughs> the low-hanging fruit, if you will. And Charlie Sheen was there. He's not that good of an actor. He's really not. When did he get into that, like, Scary Morton, like, Scary Movie 4 or 5 or something? 3. 3? Yeah. That was the one that had him and uh, the other fucking guy. I can't remember his name. I see why they brought him in. He had some, like, he had other spoof movies like uh, Hot Shots Part 1 and 2. Funny movies. Yeah, those are funny movies, man. I mean, I don't particularly care for his brand of acting, but you can't argue the fact that he's been in some good movies. He yeah. was in Wall Street. He was in Major League. He was in Platoon. Platoon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's got some credits. I'm just not a big fan. That's all. He's in Ferris Bueller. What are you here for? Drugs. Like, I get it, bro. And I just, I don't like it. And, uh... Not since he had that falling off, it's been really difficult to see him in anything good. Well, now he's got the hiv. Fucking blood ninjas, man. That's crazy. <laughs> People don't die from AIDS anymore, though. That's good. We got medicine for that. You Just got the money to get it. Yeah. Well, I think it's cheap now. That shit was crazy. When I was a kid, like... I only came in on the tail end of, the, like, the crazy AIDS. Everybody was talking about wrapping shit up and all that. But, dude, that shit was serious. People were freaking the fuck out. There was a movie that came out in the 90s. And I think it's got the little boy from Jurassic Park in it. Yeah. It's called The Cure. And it's about a little boy that has AIDS. And about how the little boy from Jurassic Park makes friends with this AIDS kid. And his mom was like... You can't fucking be hanging out with him because he's got AIDS. Like, it's a pretty crazy movie. And it's one of those things where, like, dude, people were on the rampage with that shit for a while. Because nobody knew what was going on, you know? Like, they were still figuring shit out. And it's just, it's really weird when you don't understand a disease. And you just say whatever the fuck, you know? It's it You kind of want to quarantine everything. Yeah. They thought that you could spit on people. It's... 
from what I understand, HIV is pretty much a blood disease. Like yeah. it's something you have to get through that. It affects gay men a lot. There's there's jokes <laughs> related to the fact that what do you call you know a straight man with AIDS with HIV? It's a liar. <laughs> that's that's how that goes. We usually can take care of it. They don't have very good ways of taking care of it in like third world countries, and a lot of people fucking die from it there. So that's what sucks is they haven't figured out how to make a five dollar cure yet. It's still like a thousand dollar cure. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's crazy considering in the nineties it was a death sentence. You know, like it was yeah. you're done, son. You got the fucking hiv. And now and a lot of it has to do with also like just being sanitary and being mm-hmm. very careful about the spread of the disease. Well, the and- way that blood is like the way that they uh, they'll take blood samples, you know, from blood donors, but they have to make sure that the yeah. That they've got the whole testing process to make sure that they don't have it or even that they might possibly have it. I think the biggest, another big problem here, and I kind of misspoke with that. It's not just through sex and stuff. It's uh, drugs. A lot of drugs. IV drugs, man. People with needles and sharing that shit. That's that's not good at all. You get a so lot just of don't share the needles. You really shouldn't. Yeah. Shouldn't ever do that. Because there's a lot of funky shit that you can get from that. Just a staph infection at the very least. You know what I'm saying? It's like, at the very least, your arm could turn colors, <laughs> and that's not good. Reminds but, me of a documentary I saw several years ago about called uh, The Man Whose Arm Exploded. It's this guy who was a bodybuilder, and he was taking a lot of steroids. Oh, I saw it. I think he got a so infection in his arm. Uh, he basically just had to have that drained, but it was his whole freaking arm. His arm was like a pimple, and he would pop it, and shit would just ooze out of it. He'd be like, look at my fucking biceps, bro. And it just looks like lopsided, like an old soggy orange. Yeah. <laughs> horrifying. It's disgusting, man. I just, I, I don't think I could ever do IV drugs. Like, I've had, you know, plenty of, uh, like in the hospital, I've had experience with what I guess some of those drugs feel like. You know what I'm saying? Like heroin. Yeah. I'm pretty sure heroin probably feels like morphine or any other thing. Like, or trying to think of like another one that they'll give you. Darvacet is one they'll pump into an IV. But it's when they come up and they go, hey, buddy, you're going to feel better here in just a second. And they give you a dose of some shit. And then you can feel that shit run through your body. Yeah. Like, it, it hits your arm, and it just gets warm, and then it hits your heart. It's crazy how fast it happens, you know? And then all of a sudden, you go to pick your head up, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> and I think that's a very similar thing. I personally don't like that feeling. So I don't think I could ever get into doing, like, shit like that, especially if I had to give myself a shot, because I'm not down with that. I got to go see your daddy to get a shot pretty soon. I can handle that. He's pretty good at it. I got my flu shot already. He gives a good shot. You get, yeah. I think I was I was a lot more nervous about needles when I was a kid. Yeah. I don't really know when it sort of just stopped. That was one of those things. It's like, there's too many things to fear. Don't worry about needles. Like, it's, just take a shot. And you only do, they literally only give it like once a year. The flu shot's a, not a bad shot. It looks intimidating. Yeah. It is a big old needle that you stick in your arm. But you just kind of get it and it's over quick. I've had so many different shots in, like, different parts of the body. Like, there's some that really fucking hurt, you know. I'm not a fan of lidocaine, and that's just a local anesthetic they give you when they want to give you stitches or something. Hmm. It burns like a motherfucker for, like, 15 seconds. 
But that 15 seconds, it's like somebody takes a fucking, like a coal out of a barbecue grill and drops it in your arm or your face or your roof of your mouth. Like Dennis use it. I've had it before for like teeth removal. So if you've ever had back teeth done, one of the worst shots I think I've gotten is like, I've had to have these back teeth taken out and fucked with. Yeah. So they give you a shot here, here, and then he'll take it and ah, in the roof of your mouth. Now he'll get that one last. So that's when you're laying there. You already had two pretty good little pinches there, and you're feeling that shit start to go numb. The gas is going real good, and you're like, and then he'll hit you with that one. And for like five seconds, it feels like somebody puts a hot charcoal in your mouth. Those things suck. But no, like IVs don't usually hurt unless you get somebody who doesn't know what they're doing or they're new. They'll blow out your fucking veins. That sucks. My shit will roll around. I've had a lot of them. I tell you what, when I was a kid, I I still get them like real bad ingrown toenails. And uh, I had to go to a podiatrist one time and they cut them motherfuckers out. Yeah. So they had to get lidocaine shots and they took my big toe, right? So this is my big toe. (laughs) <laughs> and they fucking gave me a shot here to start. Yeah. And then here and here. So my toe was already like, and it's crazy because when they give you a shot with that lidocaine, when they pull the needle out, like blood will come out and just start running down your foot because they just stuck you. Yeah. So I saw them hit me and I saw my shit going numb and bleedy a little bit. And then they got me right fucking here. <laughs> and that one right there. Yeah. That one right there, motherfucker. <laughs> that one hurt. Yeah. For like 10 seconds. I can't. I don't even like the idea of stubbing my toe. I'm not going to let someone stab it. Oh, my God. What's really crazy is then after that, your shit is numb, numb. Like, you can't feel it. So, she was like... She did you actually watch the, like, them doing the removal? Or yeah. Just, yeah. No, it was crazy. I think I could do it. Bro, she took like a pair of dykes, like a pair of wire cutters. Yeah. And just took off. Basically, you know how your toenail is it's rounded like that? Yeah. She just fucking made it like rectangle shaped. Like she just cut it straight back to here and then straight back to here and then pulled the nails out. And then they had to like dig around in there and get all that shit. They didn't fix it. I still get them real bad, but I think it's because I kick tires all the time. My toes are crooked as fuck. It's not good. Damn. That's what happens. <laughs> Sometimes you work your shit into a crook. I don't know if I could do it, man. Like, just even the visual of it. I think, I'm, I know I watched a video on that, just to see, like, because anybody on YouTube will put a video that's like, what does it actually look like? Yeah. And it's like, how toenail removal surgery went. It's like, <laughs> I see what they're doing. They're remolding the toenail, basically, and they're letting, like, the flesh heal around it. I just don't know if I could watch it. It's trippy, dude. Then they put, like, gauze and shit in there. Your toe's fucked off for, like, a day or two. Like, yeah. it's, it's gnarly. And then it just kind of goes back to normal. But I should not. The worst thing that ever happened to my toe was when I lost the toenail. Oh, did you get one ripped out? Not ripped out. It was uh, dropped. It was over at the pharmacy. We were, having, we were hauling those uh, front, do- like, the front door shelves. Yeah. And when we were moving it, the, we tilted it, and the bottom panel just fell right onto my foot. Oh, no. But it landed like the corner of it just went... <laughs> Right on my big toe. That was the worst. <laughs> we still had to go around and get the other two shelves. But when the, and then eventually oh, the nail no. just turned color and just had to, it felt like my toe was trying to actually get rid of the nail. <laughs> Your toe was like, 
Get this shit out of here. This busted up toenail bullshit. Fuck. To be honest, I guess if you did, if you had it all, you know, numbed out like you did, it wouldn't feel because like having to take off your own toenail at a certain point, like once the nerves just aren't working, you know that it doesn't, it won't actually hurt as much as you think. Uh, I don't know, man. I know that toenails will come off. Yeah. I get that. It's just a shitty process. Like, really just is. the idea of having something smash your toe so bad that it's just like, well, we're going to start over now. And <laughs> just... <laughs> I don't know. I'm glad that I don't have more, like, bullshit from all this other shit going on. I mean, there's other folks that'll get crazy shit happen to them, like... I saw this really fucked up thing on Twitter yesterday. It was yeah. a quote. You know who Mark Norman is, the comedian? Sounds familiar. He's from uh, New Orleans. He tours with Amy Schumer. And he's got a really kind of sarcastic tone. He's like, well, you fucking shit. He kind of looks like the dude from The Office a little bit. I don't know yeah. if you ever watched The Office. But uh, <laughs> it said, quote marks, SMH. Yeah. Quote mark, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> That's awful. That's hilarious. <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> oh I showed it to fucking Mandy and she was just like, That's not good. I go, It's funny. Fuck off. Parkinson's is a real thing that happens to people, and then you get the shakes. The fucking. All the time. This, can't really this could happen. Still. This could happen in your 40s. Could you imagine? <laughs> that would fucking suck. I can deal with a little bit of nerve damage. I'm just happy that it didn't fuck me up like my brain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. shit. Head trauma will do that to you. I'm just glad I didn't lose any of my fucking marbles. Because I've always been a little crazy, I think. But I'm just glad that... uh Fared as well. That is lucky considering what you went through. Well, no, I'm saying, like, there's some other really bad ones that you could end up with. But at this point in time, did you, I heard the other day, you can get palsy just from, like, quitting drinking or something like that. Or you can drink so much that you get palsy. You just wake up one morning and your face is just like, (laughs) and it don't fucking work. And you go to the doctor and they're like, hey, buddy. You've been drinking a little too much, haven't you? You're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's like, well, this is called palsy. And sometimes, Bell's palsy, maybe. So sometimes, when motherfuckers drink too much or they stop drinking, ta-da! Your face stops working. I want to look that up. That sounds like, that sounds like a good thing. Alright, we're going to get it right here. Can you get Bell's palsy from drinking too much? Mm. <laughs> Hang on. We have alcoholic paralysis. Boom. Some bitch. Here we go. You drink so much you lose control of your face. <laughs> I drink so much that my face don't work. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Oh, come on now. Let's see. See, I got like a checklist of Bell's Palsy now. I feel like there must have been one. Hang on. Drinking and associated with palsy. Well, uh, apparently you can give it to your kid if you drink when you're pregnant. Come on now. A lot of things. Can you get palsy if you stop drinking? Last one. Seems like a bitter irony if that would happen. (laughs) I was thinking about a bitter irony the other day. It's like when you stop smoking and you get cancer the next week. A bitter irony is, uh, ah, fuck it, I'm bailing. Uh, we were talking about, they were talking about meth heads in Oklahoma. Yeah. And it was a show I was listening to and they were talking about how meth heads in Oklahoma are too lazy to suck dick for meth. <laughs> and it was funny. And they said, I wonder why they don't suck dick for the money to get their fucking dope. I said these lazy hoes. And I <laughs> sent them a thing and I said, you know, I've heard it's funny because when you do a lot of meth, I've never done it personally, so I don't know for sure. But I've heard people say that when you do it enough or whatever, the next day, like when you're coming down off of it, your fucking sinuses get all fucked up and you can't breathe out of your nose. Like you get decongest, like congestion in your sinuses, which is ironic because it's made out of nasal decongestion. Like it's made out of Sudafed. So... It's fucking ironic as shit. And I said, that's why they don't suck dick for shit, because their nose is all stopped up. That's not good. <laughs> you can't do that. Or you need a breathe right strip. No. <laughs> you need one of those sleep machines and you need CPAP. <laughs> <laughs> Just carry around like an emphysema tank. Hello. Ultimate irony is the fact that fucking Tom Petty came off tour and fucking died. Ain't that crazy? A body in motion. Tom Petty died. He was like a great white shark. The motherfucker quit swimming and he died. Like, ain't that some shit? That made me sad. Fucking Tom Petty. Hmm. This may be the worst year for musicians to die ever. We lost a lot of fucking musicians this year and the year is not over. Losing count, actually. Last one I remember from this year that I, I really like. Wait, Glenn Campbell just died. Uh huh. Chester Bennington died several months ago. Yeah. Chris Cornell. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Who else? Uh, didn't we lose? Wasn't it like the? Wasn't there the singer of the Stone Temple Pilots, or was that a while back? That was a while ago. Um, when did Prince die? Was that this that year? That was last year, I believe. It was last year. Hmm. You're probably right. Uh, musicians dead at 27. That's not it. That's some separate topic. Didn't Chuck Berry die this year? Chuck Berry died this year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Here we go. List in order. We're going down. I may have to update this list. Breaking news. <laughs> Gordon Downey? I don't know him. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Yeah. Charles Bradley, Chuck, Chuck Bradley. I don't know him. Grant Hart from Husker Du. Hmm. You ever listen to Husker Du? Never heard of him. Mm-mm. Jesse Zazu. 
See? Oh, yeah. Fucking Troy Gentry died. Did you hear about that? I don't think I was a fan of Troy Gentry. Troy Gentry was part of Montgomery Gentry. The fat dude is John Michael Montgomery's brother. He's a yeah. country singer. So this is the dude, Troy Gentry. He died in a helicopter crash on the way to the fucking venue, man. <laughs> That's damn. I thought they didn't have those types of accidents anymore. Died in the helicopter on the way. Fucking Glenn Campbell. I thought, after, I thought after Stevie Ray Vaughan, you just weren't allowed to take helicopters anymore. <laughs> That's terrible. Chester fucking died. Yeah. Oh, Greg Allman died. So, this is the list is stacking up. We're not even halfway through the fucking year. Oh, Tell man. me if I'm wrong. Dwayne Allman's been dead for a while, right? I think there was more than one Allman brother, and I think he's the other one. Hmm. But didn't Dwayne die a while back? Or am I thinking of the am I thinking of a different band where I'm thinking of Dwayne died a while back and Greg was the surviving Almond brother. I think yeah. he died this year. He wasn't even seventy. Chris Cornell died. Sad face. Bruce Hampton. I don't know him. Don Williams died. That's right. He's a country singer. You probably know who that is. Uh, Chuck Berry he was 90 something ain't that some shit he was 90 exactly he was a weird fucking bird man did you you heard some of the shit about Chuck Berry do you know a lot about Chuck Berry like I know you like music so are you a Chuck Berry fan at all yeah I've listened to a lot of his stuff I enjoy Chuck Berry's music yeah it's good shit he was fucking weird (laughs) didn't you go to jail a few times or have like brief stints so, he had a situation to where he got caught putting cameras in the toilets in this restaurant that he owned. <laughs> Apparently, homeboy liked to get down like that. And I can show you videos right now on the internet of him peeing on chicks <laughs> in like a hotel room what? and like farting in their face <laughs> while they're fucking sucking his dick. It's pretty crazy the kind of shit that he was into, <laughs> but... So he lived to be 90, so I guess he must have done something right. He just got the right mix of cocaine and strippers and and jail time <laughs> and fucking gigs. I think he's another one of those guys that died, like, pretty much on stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was still traveling as a musician at 90 and playing gigs. I don't see why the fuck he would stop. If he's into I, all that weird shit, I don't think he can retire and still have all that happen. I get this money for these strippers so I can fart in their faces. It's fucking disgusting. Like, I've seen the video, and he just goes, ah, you know how he, I don't know if you knew how he spoke, but, like, if you listen to my ding-a-ling and shit like that, where he has dialogue in it, and he's yeah. like, yeah, that's a pretty little song. Like, it's just the way he talks, so. <laughs> he's getting his dick sucked. And he just goes, <laughs> right in your face. She goes, ah, she jerks back, and he goes, ah, don't worry about it, baby. <laughs> It's okay. It's just, it's just smell. Get in there. And she fucking, he said, ah, oh, it just stinks. He's like, yeah, I know, baby. Like, it's, it's this disgusting. This isn't a fake video. This is real shit. No, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking you. <laughs> it's a real video. I'm not ready for that right it's now. It's Chuck Berry. <laughs> He's like, it's his fucking Jerry Curl and his mustache. 
He's not like fucking crazy young in these videos. This is from like the eighties or seventies. It looks like old porno. <laughs> like it's just kind of dark. Yeah. You know, and it's him like in this big jacuzzi tub and he's peeing on this one chick and he's just like, yeah. And then the next scene, she's fucking blowing him and he, she fart, he farts right in her face. <laughs> Nate. <sighs> How'd you ever stumble upon that anyway? She was eating his asshole and he farted in her face. That's what happens. He's laid on a bed and she's fucking getting it, licking his bunny hole. Just nah. He, and she jerks back. She's like, "Oh man!" And he's like, "Don't worry about it, baby." <laughs> oh my god, it's disgusting. Uh, I heard all the crazy shit about him, and then I think after he died, maybe that video resurfaced, and I saw it on the internet. The internet is a fucking crazy place. You can find all kinds of shit if you're looking in the right spots. Some of the articles were like, rest in peace, and then the other ones were like, yeah, watch this video. Hey, by the way, while you guys are fucking hailing this dude as a musical hero, uh, <laughs> I mean... How to disturb your Facebook post look, about it. <laughs> the thing is, okay, let's be honest. The toilet camera thing, that's pretty that's fucking weird. weird and a little disgusting. I bet you he got fucking caught up in some, like, weird child abuse. I think I heard about that too. I pretty. It's probably, one, it's probably one of those rumors that's more true. Yeah, we'll see. Did Chuck Berry ever molest anybody? Chuck Berry's children include Ingrid Berry, Charles oh, okay. Berry, no, and others. Okay, so there was a thing here. Uh, I think there was something about him like going to prison for, like, I don't know, like underage children. It says but something. He, he got caught transporting a child, like a 14 year old girl, which is pretty weird. Okay. Sentenced to three years in prison for offenses under the Mann Act. He transported a 14 year old girl across state lines. So, there you go. Yeah. And then also later in life, he had the weird toilet camera and then the fucking peeing and farting on chicks video. Damn. <laughs> Up in the morning, my baby beside me at the wheel. <laughs> Curiosity running wild. So good, man. You know, have you ever done the comparison thing for, uh, you know, he got pissed off about Come Together because he said that they stole the fucking shit from him. Did you know that? I think he said a lot of people stole shit from him. And a lot of it was true. Like, Beach Boys easily did that. He was one of those early musicians that signed his life away. Uh, John Fogarty did the same thing. CCR. He lost all the royalties to CCR. He don't get a dollar of that money because he signed it over. I remember when someone actually tried to launch a lawsuit against him for a song that he wrote that was very similar to a CCR song. Someone mm-hmm. was like, it's not illegal to steal from yourself. The CCR is worth a lot of money. That's some bullshit, isn't it? People that do that, that's just a producer that yeah. got one up on him. Well, they did actually drop it because of the whole thing. Like, he wrote the other song, so he wrote this one, so it's not stealing from yourself. It's so fucked up, man. I would be pissed off. Me and uh, John Fogarty had a falling out at one point because I'm stupid. And I thought, I guess I heard Born on a Bayou. And you automatically thought Louisiana. And then, I did. I was, then you find out Bakersfield, California is where they're from. Lodi. 
Somebody said that. That didn't give it away. I said, I don't know what the fuck that meant. I don't know where Lodi is. It just sounded like a place. And they were like, <laughs> you're stupid. Just uneducated, I guess. Hmm. No, I think the Chuck Berry thing is true. Have you ever heard his "You Can't Catch Me" song? The thing, well, it's the it's the the lyrics. I'll be gone like a cool breeze. I think so. Maybe it's you can't, can't catch me. You can't catch me. This thing. So they think he claimed that they stole the opening line from Come Together. Yeah, I mean it's pretty dead on. Because he's talking about a fucking police officer. Here come old flat top. He come cruising up on me. He wait. And it's that's the part. So I don't know. I'll have to look at that. Everybody steals from everybody, man. I don't know. I think Led Zeppelin only got. I think Stairway to Heaven got away with it. But like they had to call in someone to basically prove that all music. Good dude. They had, like, they brought in a dude, and he just started playing, like, old pieces of music, and he was like, well, this song is actually kind of like this one, too, and it just basically showed how, like, all these songs just sound the exact same. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, is there's only so many musical notes, man. Yeah. There really is. So, you're going to come across something sooner or later that's going to be that way. It's going to be similar. It's going to be the same. Yeah. You, you know, music is one of those things. I, I really think the industry's going away, man. I think the internet killed it. You know, I don't see how people make money selling music anymore. At the moment, the only thing I can think of is that those YouTube videos, they'll start out with like an ad. And a lot of those videos now are getting billions of views. It's true. But that's the point. Billions of free views. Like they don't want to pay for shit. Unless the advertising is like a lot or technically that YouTube makes like they'd have to like sign over some of the stuff because of like, you know, contributors fees. I feel like that's the way it's going. If you can figure out a way to make money, like there's 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 a thing man. called the YouTube, like the YouTube, uh, basically like your not a sponsorship, but um, it's like you enter into a partnership with YouTube where you're making this content and you're making like ad revenue for videos that you see. That's why if you watch like a lot of like Let's Play videos or like you're watching someone playing a game, mm-hmm. you'll there will at least be like four or five commercial breaks in there. I'm so lot I, I know that there are things where people watch pe- people play video games now yeah. and they get paid to do that. That blows my fucking mind. The idea that that's a thing. I think yeah. it's what Connor's going to end up doing. You know what I'm saying? He's young enough that that's going to be. He's mentioned it before, and I've, I've heard some people talk about that. Like they'll talk about the gym and they're like, oh, he just wants to wants to make money playing games. I'm like, it's not too crazy. You just have to do it like full time. Yeah, because a lot of the like. Some of the videos that I watch on, on occasion when I like when I add together the amount of time that they've been spending on this stuff, and then also the things like they'll do like live streams where they'll just play for hours and hours. I'm like, you don't. That has to become their main job. Yeah. Which, don't think about skipping on this day. Like you've got to you've got to go around. You've got to play some video. You've got to play a lot of hours. You've got to sit down for several hours to get footage, to put this thing together. I can think of it as a filmmaker's thing. I can think of it as a filmmaker type thing. Because you know how, like, you know how long you want your final product to be, mm. and you know that that's going to take several, several hours of outside work to do that. But to just sit there, and yeah. Just, man. But if they're putting out these videos at like a good rate to make sure that people have enough content to stay interested, then they're sitting down playing a lot of things. And if 
I don't know if something's not good, then they just have to like edit that out, and then they have to sit and do that more and more. I don't know. It seems like a lot of just a lot of time. I feel like it would burn your senses out after a while, man. Because that's one thing that I get just playing Grand Theft Auto or Assassin's Creed for two hours. I've yeah. done that a bunch. Just sat there and lost myself in it. When I get done with that, I'm fucking tired. Like my eyes hurt. You know what I'm saying? And if it's a really suspenseful game, like yeah. some of those war games and shit like that, or some of those fucking zombie games even, where shit's coming at you nonstop, Borderlands, where shit's just popping up in your face the whole time, like, yeah, I feel like it keeps you in like a heightened state, you know, to where you're fucking constantly looking at shit, and it can't be good to do that for hours on end. Like, I feel like that would hurt your brain at some point. I just, I, if you had, if you had to do some playing video games was your profession and making like good content and stuff for it, I feel like you'd have to have a pretty set schedule as far as like wake up in the morning, do my stuff, like take like, and then eventually you have to say, okay, gotta go to work and do this stuff, and then go sit in your office chair and fucking yeah. kill people. Which, it's weird kind of working from home. I was doing um, video editing or, like, some wedding photo editing, just, like, color fixing and stuff. And a lot of it was at-home work. So, I'd be sitting at a computer in the house, and I'd be working on these photos and just staring at them just constantly, constantly, constantly. And then when you move away from that, I didn't want to look at a cell phone, iPad. I wanted to put everything away and just, like, stare. At, I'd rather stare at the wall or pick up a book. I was like, I'm tired of looking at screens. I don't want to watch TV. Like, I imagine. So, if you had to, like, stare at a screen all day as part of your, like, all money, day. I, I feel you'd have to, like... And not just a computer screen like this. This yeah. is one thing. Like, I fucking... I wear these glasses usually when I'm dealing with a computer screen. Just, it helps my eyes not hurt. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is, like, to look at, like, a full-blown video game with all that, that 3D mapping and those color schemes and shit and people jumping and shooting and running and grenades and flashbangs and fucking... All that shit now, yeah. it's, it's got to wear your brain out. <laughs> it, it has to. To where you're just sitting there like a fucking zombie. Uh, whoa. <laughs> shit. What time's church? Yeah, I think it's like a five o'clock. You got eight minutes. You think you can get there? I'm making send a text message saying I'm not going. <laughs> I actually need to go back to the house and like just pack up a little bit of my stuff. Right. Well, we just sat here and dicked around for a while. You want to tell That's everybody about your podcast, sir? My podcast is called the Inf- uh, the Infrequently Weekly Podcast. We air on SoundCloud. It's me and my friend Jacques Cormier, both filmmakers down in Lafayette, Louisiana, talking about the local movies that have come out events around the area and just what we think about filmmaking in general. And that's the infrequently weekly podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah. Y'all going to do any kind of the social media with it or y'all just playing around now trying to, we're working on some couple couple episodes. They're not bad. You guys, because you're film majors, I guess it's, it's cool to get your opinion on stuff. Like I really, the first episode was about it, which is why we talked about it this evening. And I think that's, Y'all did a good job. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm excited to see it because I want to see what they did and how they took care of it. If everybody else, I mean, fuck it, it the highest grossing horror movie now, you know, on record. Yeah, except the funny thing is, whenever they mention that they go unadjusted for inflation, they had that little they had that they little asterisk to. in there because <laughs> when you look at like the highest grossing movie based on box office, when you look at The Exorcist, it's like 1.7 billion, and it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You're just like, it's always going to be at that, like, just a inflation. I don't know, man. It's crazy. And I, I really think what's going to happen is probably what happened with the movie. I've said this on a few different shows. I said it last night on another show. It is like Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. You want to watch the first half. Nobody remembers the second half. It doesn't matter. So I'm curious if what you tell me is they handled the first half in this first movie and the second half is going to be a sequel. Yeah. How good is the second half going to do? <laughs> the <laughs> to me, potential's to me, there. To me, it's all about just how imaginative. The hype will be, be there. You know, it's possible that they could knock it out of the park, but they're really going to have to work on it. If they just hurry and spit it out, you know? Yeah. I don't know. They've got a deadline set for 2019, yeah. but they've been like writing the script and getting it, like figuring out the cast, but they haven't made any announcements. It's funny because this movie went from being kind of a. I've talked about it so many times that it's like it went from this being kind of like some people are excited about it and it's kind of a like a big deal. It's like a big movie. Yeah. And people are really anticipating like a follow up and just like the content around it. It's, it's really interesting that it sort of blew up like that. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, I'm a little pissed off though because what there was a horror movie that flopped last year or the year before. Like there was a big one and I don't remember what it was. But I'm a Friday the 13th fan. Yeah. There was another Jason movie that was coming. There was the second installment of the rebooted franchise. I think maybe, or maybe it was a totally new... Point is, there was a new Jason movie coming. Which was why the video game was coming. Like, there was this whole little thing that was working out. The movie got scrapped because Hmm. whatever movie that was, that horror movie, just ate shit. I don't remember. It was either a sequel or it was something that was a big deal and it, it didn't do well. So they pulled the plug. It might have been like a ghost movie, like a maybe an Annabelle movie or maybe it was like Paranormal Activity or something. And one of the last ones didn't do well. So they scrapped the whole Jason thing and they yeah. were like, people don't watch horror movies. And that's the deal now is horror movies don't do that great. So I'm hoping that this rendition of it might kickstart the fucking market a little maybe I'll get that second Jason because they said the only reason they didn't do it is because why would we this movie should have done really well and it ain't a dick so why would we waste fucking 60 million dollars on this fucking movie a lot of these horror movies are having to go back to what older horror movies had in common that they were relatively low budget for what they were doing because the movie there's other movies now that are made for hundreds of millions of dollars and then you'll take a horror movie Something like the most recent Annabelle, which was like a prequel. Mm-hmm. And then you take like, even it was $35 million. And when I was looking at it, I'm like, knowing the story, this could have been easily like a $70 million movie because there was a lot that they could have put in there. Mm-hmm. But they were going to have to like cut some things out and make it within a budget. You just got to figure it out. You got to yeah. hammer it out, man. You got to get hungry people. You got to get good talent. Yeah. Good brains. Because the movie is actually extremely good looking. Mm-hmm. It's made for it's made for the movie theater. The previews look fucking scary. Like yeah. just the previews look scary. I'm gonna watch that fucking movie. She doesn't like horror movies, but I don't give a shit. I'll watch it by myself. I I'm excited and I wanna check it out. I'd see it at the rave. Right. That would be cool. awesome. <laughs> It'd be cool shit. Alrighty. So that was my sit down with Nongi. Nunkey, get your gun, Nunkey. Shoot him. <laughs> that boy. Man. I wish him the best. I hope that life presents it 
himself to him in a way that he can take full advantage and enjoy everything that he's working for right now. It's um, it's nice to see a person who has been given opportunity take advantage of opportunity. Now, when I see him, I see a person who had two parents, loving parents, who buried their nose so far up his ass throughout his school career <laughs> that they pushed him to be what he wants to be. And I think that that's very important. You know, not everybody's perfect. People fight, people argue, and um, have their own opinion of how to raise a kid. But I think the main thing is you have to give them love and attention. You have to build self-confidence. You have to guide them even when they fight you tooth and fucking nail. Because at the end of the day, that's your job. And I can appreciate the, the work that my wife's parents put into him. And hopefully he will uh, he will find his way. It's crazy to think just how different childhoods can be and life experiences. And There's something that has been kind of bugging me the last few weeks, y'all. And I don't know if you've noticed through my uh, intros, outros... The last few have been kind of phoned in, and I want to apologize for that. You know, when I started doing this, I uh, I did it because I love it, and this is a way for me to vent and to let people know how I'm feeling and how I'm doing in my life. If you listen, and that's part of what you listen for, then good. So, <clears throat> there's been a lot of crazy shit in the media the last month about all this sexual assault business and hashtag me too and harvey weinstein and now louis ck <laughs> everybody knew about that but it still doesn't make it any better i think that the world can be a very disgusting place and it's weird to me that there are people who can go through life and never experience any of it but then there's other people who experience the worst parts of it and how they respond to that kind of trauma and, and life experience, you know. For example, uh, and this is this is not, I'm not throwing shade, I'm, I'm being honest because this is kind of what's happened the last few weeks. I've mentioned before on my show that, you know, as a child, I had an encounter with, with a dude that lived in our trailer park. I was 10 years old when that happened, and it happened for at least two or three years, uh, five or six different occurrences where this, this grown man now it's I've been digging into this a little the last few weeks. And I found that this dude is still around. <laughs> he's, he's 40 years old and he lives about 30 miles from here. And, uh, I've really been dealing with some feelings and some, some issues old memories that I've put away and tried not to think about, but it's kind of all resurfaced with all this public attention to, you know, sexual assault and abuse. And I will say this being a, a victim of like full blown molestation. I'm not talking about just diddling and fondling. I'm talking sucking and fucking at 10 years old. That's heavy weight. 
my mom's gay. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I was exposed to sex at a very young, young age. I was probably eight years old when I found out what it was. I started jerking off when I was nine. That's way back. That's when you jerk off and you don't even shoot jizz. You just fucking get that feeling and your whole body, oh, fuck. It's throwback jams. So, <clears throat> I had that experience at a very young age and I think that it warped me sexually. It made me think a lot about my my orientation. I mean, I'm I'm straight. I can safely say that <laughs> I've tried both and I prefer pussy. But, that doesn't negate the fact that somebody got away with something really bad. And it was recently I was listening to a fellow friend of the show, one Mr. Joe Moffat. Now, Joe, like I said, I'm not hating. I'm just being honest. I listened to your show when you spoke about the Weinstein situation and all the sexual assault that's happened throughout Hollywood. And you made a point. You said, if you knew that shit was happening and you didn't say nothing, you're just as fucking guilty as the the perpetrator. And to be honest with you, that hurt my feelings. Because in my mind, having gone through what I went through, I go, man, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what it's like to carry that around. And, and you know, these people that were supposed to protect me at the time couldn't even do that. So what are they going to do when I rat this fucking dude out? They're going to protect me then? They didn't give a fuck about me. But then I think about it and I say to myself, he's absolutely right. It's not about me. It's about all those other people because people like that don't change. They're monsters and they deserve to be locked in a fucking cage. So it made me think, 20 years I sat on that pardon the pun <laughs> 20 years I carried that around I mean dude when I try to think about my childhood and I think about how old I was at a certain point if it's anywhere between the age of 9 and 12 that's what I remember you know that happened for too long and uh, Papa Wright came into the picture, and he saved me. He he took that dude away from me in a sense that he started hanging out with him instead. So there wasn't time. He was around enough that there was no more idle time for this fucking person to to push his his shit on me. So that's why me and Chris are friends. He's my brother, and I do anything for him. And now he's going to return the favor. Because Papa Wright is pretty heavy with the the judicial system. He has a criminal justice degree. He's very well versed on cases and all kinds of shit like that. So I've decided that after 20 years, I'm going to pursue this person. It's not it's not about revenge. Like Marvel, the Punisher, it's punishment, baby. You did something really bad. And you, in 20 years, you never made an effort to apologize. You never made an effort to reach out. So in my mind, that makes me think that either you think I forgot, motherfucker. Or you just know you got away with something. Well, 
you didn't. So, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know if anything's going to come of this. But it's been weighing very heavy on my mind and my heart the last few weeks. So, I'll keep you updated. I don't even know if, if this might be one of those episodes that nobody listens to. And that's fine if it is, because I'm not real sure. This takes a lot to even talk about this shit. But it's about doing the right thing. And I feel guilty now for not doing it sooner. Because this dude had kids. He could have been doing this the whole time. And that's so scary. And it makes me feel like complete shit to know that now. But we're at a point in time with everything going on that I think. And I'm I'm speaking to anybody else that might hear this. Anybody else that has had a situation like this. It's not right. And it's not your fault. And this is the time. It really is. I know it seems like a bandwagon thing to do. And if you if you say some shit like this just to get attention, to get somebody else in trouble, fuck you. This is real life shit for me and for plenty of other people. I know it happens to a lot of folks. I know it happened to a lot of folks. I know incestual shit happened to a lot of folks. Now's the time. Get it out. Get it off your soul, man. Because already talking about this with with the people that I have has started to make that weight a little lighter to let me know that I'm taking my motherfucking strength back. I'm a grown man, and I don't have to live in fear of anybody now because I'll fucking <laughs> I'll go next level. It's just a lot, and I I need to I need to try to heal it. And I think the best way to do that is to find peace with this person and make sure that they pay for their fucking sins, man. So, sorry to get heavy on you. It's just, it's the way it is, man. I've, I've had to think about this for the last few weeks. And uh, it's a lot. So, hopefully I didn't lose anybody. <laughs> uh, you guys... I appreciate you listening. I love every single one of you. And I hope you don't think less of me for the things that I talk about on this show or the experiences that I've had. You just have to understand that I've been through a lot of shit. And I still carry that flag. I'm still a happy person. I still want the best for people and myself. And I'll do anything I can to make this world a better place. Like Joe Moffat says, do better every day. Do better. Get your motherfucking shit together. So until next week, I'm Jody B. You can get at me on Twitter at Jody B501 at the show uh, at Poboy Pod for the Poboys podcast. And I got some good stuff coming up, guys. And uh, hey, man, thanks for coming along on the ride. That's all I got to say, motherfucker. Bye.